Ryan is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hello there. We're here, we're back, and welcome to a very special episode of Lightsaber Radio. I'm Charlie, and this is your weekly hive of bounty and tribute for anything and everything Book of Boba Fett. If you haven't already, make sure you smash that subscribe button, hit the notification bell to join our live shows, and if you like this video, drop us a like. It means the whole galaxy. And today, we would also like to welcome our host, CJ's fantastic partner, Tori. Welcome to Lightsaber Radio. Hey! Woo! What's going on? Hi, everybody. Excuse me one second, Charlie. Did you say anything and everything Book of Boba Fett? I think we're in Mandalorian oh, I'm right sorry. now. No, 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 no. I, so, I see that the season three, episode one on there. No, this is season two, the episode that should have happened at the end of it that led into Book of Boba Fett. Fair, fair. It would have made more sense if they did it. Just but I would like to argue that I think we all enjoyed it this week. I think it was for the first time. Because it was Mandalorian, yeah. I love Mandalorian. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <sighs> yeah, this this was one of those episodes that you watch the whole thing. I'm like, oh, wow. It's a great episode because Boba Fett wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My only criticism, my only criticism, I love the episode, love it. My only criticism was it felt to me like Disney, the, the creators of Boba Fett got, behind, got in a room. They're like, all right, Boba Fett's not doing as well as we hoped. What are we gonna do? What do people like? People like Mandalor. People like Mandalorian. Let's just drop a Mandalorian episode. Perfect. Great idea. That's the only way they can save it. <laughs> um, I would like to point out that once again, this episode was directed by Queen Legend icon Bryce Dallas Howard. She is absolutely smashing it out of the park. Get this yeah, woman a trilogy right now. Yes, yes. I put that on the Twitter. Beautiful. She needs her own. She needs her own trilogy. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's Mandalorian. I don't care if it's a Jedi thing. I mean, with the way she had the lightsaber scene go off. I think she would be great doing like Acolyte or a like the Tales of a Jedi. Like if you just give her that and let her play with that, I think she'd do great. But yes, Sydney, I did miss my words. But now that you type it out, now that I see it, that sounds good. Let's make Lando a Mandalorian, Landamorian. That would be perfect. I want to see that show. Make it happen, Disney. Jesus. I want to know what did you love this episode? What what really got to you? What made you sit on the edge of your seat? Like what? Oh my goodness! Okay, 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 okay. Kyle, go. <laughs> okay, my I think my three. I, I'll just give my top three. Okay. Okay. Number one, gotta be when Man Mando cut the dude in half and with the dark saber and it just went yep. right through the table and everything. That was just. Like, that was just so great. I was like, I jumped up. I was screaming. My wife was like, man, be quiet. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. She's like, be quiet. I'm like, oh, that was... Then, let's see. The next part would have to be, let's see. When Mandalorian, when, when the uh, N1 Starfighter just, like, bolts. Like, it just bolts out on the, um, the X-Wings. He was gone. The way that they built the N1 Starfighter, the way it got done, got like the, the manifold sticking out of the top of the uh, 
I didn't top it with like an old school hot rod without a hood. It was just phenomenal. I just, it was so good. And then my third one would have to be when he was fighting dude from, uh, uh Vizla. yeah, Clan Vizla. Um, and they're just going at it, and the dude think he won, and then all of a sudden, Mando just gangsters him. He just starts shaking him everywhere. Like, I was just like, that is that is so good. I was so excited. I have a fun fact about that. So originally, that character is played by John Favreau. He did not play that character this episode. Didn't he voice? Yeah. Nope, I don't think it would have looked very good for, you know, I think John is a little bit big to be trying to Maybe. play that dude. You know, he, he, I don't think he could move around good he enough. Was, he was in the armor in the first season, but in the second season, he was unavailable for it. Because if you look at the ending credits, it's a stunt and a voice and actor itself. You don't see John Favreau at all. Oh, pull up Dylan's chat. That has me dying. Mando really had a midlife crisis this episode. His kid left for school, so he got a new ride, hanging uh-huh. out with all kinds of new people, and taking all kinds of on chromed out. Oh, I'm, bro, that killed me. What's going on, Chris, Nick, Sydney, everybody in the chat? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm so sorry, CJ. I should have started with our guest. Sorry, what? What absolutely got you going about this episode? What did you love? So I will agree it's kind of been going slow. Mm-hmm. That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you start like that? Yeah, I knew that it was coming from Kyle. Good episode. Good vibes. But in however, I got to go with CJ and trust the process. Um, but I was legit. Like, I was literally falling asleep on the couch. Um, and then that first, like, he pushed play as soon as it came out, like, came up. And as soon as I heard the Mando and everything, I shot up and was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And it immediately, like, from the beginning, and then I kind of made the comment later on about how this was a Mando episode. This wasn't Boba Fett. No. It's like, this would be cool if it was for the Mandalorian. What was your favorite scene, though? gotta definitely say that dark saber which part of the dark saber the dark saber popped up a lot this episode okay okay the first one. Oh, when, when he chops he, oh, yeah. Boy in half. oh yeah i gotta go with kyle all right i think that's the goriest we've seen star wars be oh he was chopping up of, everything oh god he he did not know how no to use mercy. that thing at all no. but he was just gonna swing it until everybody was oh, dead I, I loved the kind of you could see he was taken by the power he was overwhelmed with anger and frustration and he just like he lost it and channeled all of that into the saber and just well i'm sorry if somebody bit my hand when i pulled my blaster i'd use the dark saber too <laughs> Yeah, I gotta cut up everybody. You bite me. Yeah, you, the second you bite me, you're getting you're getting that light, that lightsaber's coming out. Like I ain't hesitating after that. I was gonna be CJ, cool just point a gun at you. Call it a day. No. What did you love about this episode? I honestly, my favorite part was when the armorer was explaining the lineage behind the dark saber. Mm. And the first live action, well, it was CG, but the first like live adaptation of watching the Siege of Mandalore and how the Empire took it completely out. Yeah, I, I like that, that too. I loved that. It gave me a Terminator 2 vibe. Not gonna lie. Yes, yes it really did. Terminator energy in this episode. But I think my overall favorite part is the chain, the chain mill that we saw getting built for Grogu. And it was like all wrapped up. Yep. In and a little shape of Grogu. Yep. I'm sorry. I loved all the fighting scenes, but I love that he 
did not forget to make something for Grogu no matter what happened. And also like, the, the times. Did I miss that? So, we yeah. hear each email. Some kind did of like mystery. So, so when he goes back, finds the armor, he she asks where he got the spear from. Right. Yeah, remember that. she ends up turning that into little like it doesn't tell us exactly what it was, but you oh, can see little chains. chain mail. Oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. So like the little chain armor that they used to wear underneath their uh, stuff in yeah, medieval times. Gotcha. Well, kind of the idea, like the invisible. little. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be a bad. bad he's gonna be guy. dead because they're gonna because Kylo Ren gonna kill him. Oh, now, why are you so <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's, that's the way it's played out at this point. I don't. He's I at don't the Jedi. He's at he's at Luke's Jedi, um, little school, yeah. and everybody gets killed in it. So yeah. But yeah, that that was probably my favorite part, other than him kicking Vizsla's ass. I love that he was kicking old boy's ass. He didn't even hesitate. I mean, he was moving every quick move that he could, stabbing him with that vibroblade in like most like vital areas that would fucking keep you up. So, excuse my language, sorry. Yeah, but he didn't do too well with the dark saber, so I'm no. excited to see. Oh, that was really. I'm excited to see him one learn, but then on the other hand, I do like Mando, the gunslinger Mando, who's yeah. using his guns and like you know just kind of like just badass with the guns. And I feel like if he gets too good at black dark saber, we won't see that anymore, and I'll be sad. You don't want to say goodbye cool. to Cowboy Mando. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 um, Garrison, what did you love about this episode? Because it was really nice to hear how excited you were in the group chat earlier and how much you enjoyed yes, it, especially yes. with sort of how difficult the last few episodes have been to mm. kind of get into. Am I the only one that when he was in his little N1 Starfighter, all I could think about was, now this is pod racing, you know? <laughs> well, the fact that he but, went through Beggar's Canyon and he yeah. see where Anakin took the pod. Exactly, exactly. I love the, like, the ties. Yeah. They did, I think this episode, they did a great job with that. There was, like, just enough fan service where it was, like, good and reminiscent, but it wasn't, like, over the top where that was all that the episode was. Um, I just really loved him flying around in that thing. I thought it was really cool. I am going to bring up Chris's point. Um, he says, I thought the part about the Darksaber being heavy was interesting and something you don't think about. What I thought was really interesting is it's not just heavy literally, it's heavy with the burden. He doesn't want, Mando doesn't want to rule Mandalore. He doesn't want to be a ruler. He doesn't want to be a king. He doesn't want anything to do with it. In fact, he's running as far away to the Outer Rim as he can possibly get. So there's this burden, this weight that he's carrying of this decision. And I think that's such a really beautiful kind of metaphor to wrap it up into with this weapon that's more than he was ever trained to deal with, understand. Well, and the biggest thing with lightsabers is that, you know, the force litter is really attuned to it. You know, Thanks, the, kyber Chris, crystal, the kyber crystal picks you. You don't pick the kyber crystal. Yeah, you know, that's what I got off of that part. And That's what I, I got. I, I completely got that vibe off of that part because it's like she's like you have you're allowing you're not con you're trying to control the blade instead of letting the blade just flow and you follow the blade. You got to use the force when it comes to lightsabers. Lightsabers are not just something that you know it's it's all about the force. But it was a good nod to saying that he might be force sensitive. Yes. So that's something that I got too, and he's just not. He, and she's trying to explain to him like a like you need to be trained by a Jedi. You need to be trained by somebody so you can be, you can learn because you're not working it right. 
Yeah, and I, I do agree I, with uh, SW team leaders. It's shame that they melted down that spear, yeah. though. That was a shame. That that's was, such that a Mandalorian was, thing, too. And like, when she's like, that takes out Mandalorians. That goes through Beskar. Well, if you give it to a Mandalorian, I'm pretty sure it's going to get used correctly. Like, he used it pretty well to kick Moff Gideon's ass. I'm not She knew lie. at that time she was already going to kick him out. She knew right then that she yeah, was going to kick him out of Mando. <laughs> she had already made the decision. It didn't matter if he took off his helmet or no. She already knew she was going to kick him out, so she well, needed He spear. came in with the spear and the dark saber. She's like, whoa. Dude, you left here with a child and you came back with two of the most powerful things. <laughs> like, get out. Do you know what else I really enjoyed? I'm just, I'm going to quickly bring up Nick's point for a second. The fact they haven't fixed the gate that Anakin broke 40 years ago was a nice touch. Does that mean the Dresden stopped? Uh, I'm guessing and, so. And also, um, I love the fact that Mando came in to see the see the armorer with he got his leg fixed he got his armor touched up he got some stuff made for grogu and then he reveals that he's broken the mandalorian code so he gets to go home with all the free stuff and all of the good stuff while she's there but he like, lost his spear. You done? i bet you she sat back and was like damn i really helped him out i should have asked him about his helmet first and also the the savagery of well how can i atone for my sins uh go and bathe in the living waters but i can't this is the, the way, get out. Uh-huh. I think it's like, why did she just ask? Like, they, they just got done beating the shit out of each other and then she just asked out of the blue. I thought that was a little random. <laughs> I, I think it's this kind of real heavy indoctrination. Like, it's sort of, you can, it's the same way people argue, was the Empire right? Like, Empire versus, like, the, the rebels and, and you end up with sort of Bo-Katan's version of the Mandalorian Creed and then the armor is in the more traditional form and it, it becomes this kind of, back and forth of well where do you stand morally <laughs> is it is it about never showing your face and then has he truly broken the creed and lost a part of himself now how's that going to affect what is it with star wars and traumatizing their characters this is too it's too much it's too, so too much, much damage so much damage all he's known all he's ever known and then when Vizsla's like there's only three of us left oh thank you i i kind of figured but i didn't need the confirmation that kind of hurt. <laughs> oh, Chris. Yes, I'm so glad you brought this up. That ring in space. I'm so excited to talk about this. Obviously a huge Halo reference. Shout out to all of my Master <laughs> Chief fans. Love, 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 love. What it actually is, it's a Dyson Sphere, which is a hypothetical slash hard sci-fi concept of a self-contained like ring of a city that's powered by a sun in the middle. And it's like it's like a hard sci-fi astrophysics hype. There's potentially ones in space we don't know, but I just Dylan, oh why, why do you gotta say something so controversial? Like, also we know, we know it's a cult. Thank you. <laughs> so great. Also it's not a cult. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not wearing all the Mandalorian stuff or anything. That's it's... what people in cults say, Garrison. <laughs> I'm just playing. Also, before I finish my point and explode, the Dyson Sphere is also inspired by uh, Ringworld by Larry Niven, which is like a really influential 70s sci-fi book. So there's been so much kind of old sci-fi and old, like just so much brought into this episode. It feels like it touches on so many different areas. And that's so cool. It's cool. Oh my goodness. I think, what do you think? Dylan said Mando could go on a Zuko. Oh, Avatar, I see you, Last Airbender. 
uh, could go on a Zuko type journey where he learns that he never really lost Ooh. his honor. Either that, or I think he could just kind of not that he would like completely forget about Mandalorians, but I think he's like Grogu's becoming really important to him. So I think really? Grogu's definitely going to come into play again, and he might. I wouldn't say just forget about Mandalorians, but his priorities, I think, are going to shift a bit. I, I can't wait to see what happens in the season three. I really can't because that was like just the tie-ins, and it's like, okay, what's going to happen? Does he go back to Mandalore and go try to find his place to bathe in so he can get redo his honor, and you know he could come back to the little. I mean, there's three of them. Like, who keeps like, dude? There's more other Mandalorians. I like, why do I got to do that? You know, but or is he gonna go and you know join Luke and start trying to, you know, be more a part of Grogu's life and help Grogu and Luke train these new Jedi or something? Like, what is he gonna do? It just really, really draw my interest. Like, oh my God, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna go back? Is he gonna go and then it's like, oh man, like Mandalorian don't come out till like 2023. This is gonna suck. We gotta wait forever. What did you just say, man? How yeah. did how did we all feel about the N1 Naboo Starfighter? Because I know like I sort of spoiled spoiled slash leaked it in the previous episode, but I genuinely lost my mind a little bit. So it is said that it is for his bounties. I guarantee that that, that little that little spot that's for Grogu. Yeah, that is Grogu seat. The, right where the astromech goes? Uh, yeah. She, yeah. she built that out of love. She didn't do that for convenience. She did that out of love. That was a lot of love for that little creature. And then the fact that she talked about making a petting zoo for him. Yeah, there's on. a little booster seat in the back, so it, it complies with galactic regulations. <laughs> <laughs> My thing was that I couldn't, like, I'm when I first seen it, I was like, Man, how you gonna put a bounty in there? Man, you can't put no guy in there, like a big guy just stuck in this little bitty compartment. Like, all right, where do we go? Like, he'll be begging to get dropped off. Like, uh, just drop me off, man. Please hurry up and get there because I, I can't breathe. There's no room. You said dead or alive. You said dead or alive. Just take me dead. <laughs> just take my head off. Take my head off. I heard about that guy. You got. He's only going to remove heads and fill up that backspace with heads. That's gonna be. That's the only thing that's gonna fit in there. <laughs> that and yeah, Grogu, that's that's, that's the only concern I have with that thing is his bounty hunting is over. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna go back into doing bounties. I think with this, with the way this starfighter led up to, I think it's more of getting Grogu and then finding his way with the dark saber, whether he wants mm. to be Mandalore or not. Because you know for a fact a lot of Mandalorians are be coming after him for that dark saber. Vizsla, Vizsla didn't hesitate. The second he saw that he wasn't doing so well, Not he came at him. <laughs> like when he's like, show me what you. The armor's like, show me the dark saber. And his face, you can see, you can't see his face, but you know his you face is like, oh, I'm gonna get you. Oh, I'm gonna get that saber, and I'm like, oh, you you screwed up. You, screwed, like you shouldn't have said anything. He's one of the last of the Vizsla clan. You hardly think he would want to put his own life on the line. Like, I understand he thinks he has some kind of noble birthright, but that's where Bo-Katan went wrong. Literally, the armorer spent 20 minutes telling us a cautionary tale about that. Think. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> yeah, she tells that story and he still goes after him. He still don't hesitate. He's just like, yep, that's mine. Cool. I'm going for um, it. I just imagine after Mando left, she was like, okay, now go stand in the corner and think about what you just did for two minutes. Yeah, you just huh? got your ass kicked by a guy who took his helmet off. This is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I want to draw us all back to what I think is possibly the most disturbing part of the episode. If you guys were paying attention in the uh, Pelimoto section where she's talking with the Jawas and she acts, this is the first time we've seen a human speak fluent Jawa, which was yep. insane. Absolutely hilarious. She also says that she's dated Jawas. And I I don't want to make assumptions, but she says furry. that they're furry, which implies <laughs> she's seen them sans robe. And I... I immediately got uncomfortable. <laughs> I got very uncomfortable. <laughs> And you notice the Jawa hitting on her, and she's like, I'm yeah. working on myself right now. I'm working on my yes, queen. Honestly, I, it, what popped in my head is the whole little Ewok thing that was being said by <laughs> Tamora, uh, Tamora and uh, Ming, that they were... They were furry when she kept saying they're furry, and I was like, dude, our Jawa's just like Ewoks in these little suits. Like, I don't know why that just popped in my head, and I kept thinking about it. Like, okay, you take the robe off, and it's a little Ewok. Yeah, it's an Ewok, Ewok in there. Ewok's gone. But have you ever seen a Jawa alone? <laughs> have you ever seen a Jawa by itself? I find it hard to believe she got one alone. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> what? No, she confused them and had like three. Dating, she was dating three, and she was thinking it was just one of them. Oh, no. no. <laughs> no. I also, I also love when Mando gave them some credits. She was like, "Stop it! You'll spoil them." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good point. This in the, in the episode, do you know that that was one of the Easter eggs? So basically, Jawa <laughs> three. So basically, um, if you go back to where uh, Boba Fett dropped his helmet and you look at them coins, them is New Republic coins, and then Mando tells them at the very beginning, y'all can go in here and get the coins from your your pre-existing boss because I chopped off his head. There's um, some credits and stuff in there. When you actually, when they scroll across the credits real quick, if you stop it, you can see that they are New Republic. They have the Republic emblem on the, uh, on the money that's on there as well. I I caught that. I was like, oh wait, and then I had to go back and look at the other one, and I was like, oh, the Jawas was still in New Republic credits. They're still the evil of the galaxy. I don't care what this episode just did. I have to talk about uh, Jin being pulled up by the space police. Um, car culture <laughs> is quite a big thing in Britain, as I I know it is in America. Cars are like huge, but we have a very specific kind of energy with car modding in this country uh, angry teenage boys will put ridiculous mods on their cars make them very very noisy and then not tell their insurance company this reminded me exactly of police pulling up and going excuse me sir have you have you have you modded this car sorry i just want to have you have you altered the engine and they're there like no <laughs> i didn't do anything I mean, we the police don't ever pull us over in America and say, hey, did you mod your car? They don't really care. Uh, actually, here in Boise, in Idaho, we get pulled over down, downtown. Just because y'all out there. In downtown. No, downtown, they had a noise ordinance downtown, and then it turned I into... I noticed you don't have a BYU-Idaho sticker on the back right. of your car. Uh, no. I, was <laughs> I, understand, I understand it's Sunday night, but I don't, I don't see you going... A lot yeah, of cities have sound ordinances, but like it's 11 to, to mod your vehicle, you, I they don't. Why your car's not in the church parking lot? <laughs> no, but they do that, and then if you're lifted too high, your you know your tires are too yeah. far out on your trucks. Your exhaust is too loud. If you're too low, if you're yeah, it's just it's stupid. Yeah, they they so funny. issue tickets now. They issue tickets now. So I, I a lot of that cities I like, do I that. Yeah, a lot of cities do that, but it's not basically modding your car. It's usually because it's a safety issue if you do certain things. Yeah. So, like, 
I had I've gotten tickets for alter suspension back when I was younger um, because I had switches on my car uh-huh. and they but give me tickets for alter suspension. But they don't really like if you're going down the street in a hot rod and it's dope. <laughs> most of the time the police they go pull you over, they gonna be like, there, that car is dope. Um Penny Motto said that she was gonna make the M1 Starfighter faster than a Fathia, which is the horse creatures from The Last Jedi. I thought that was a nice little drop in. Appreciated that. And goddamn was it fast. That thing was man, he when he let loose when he fully just Okay, so I gotta pull this up. So when he's going up into the atmosphere. Did it come off as like he was in a like a guy in a Mando suit was in a fighter jet? Did anybody yeah. else get that vibe? Like they put somebody yeah. in a Mando suit in a fighter jet? I really got that vibe. I also I saw a really nice theory that suggested that some of this chromed paneling, while some of it sort of like shaved down without the paint, some of it could possibly be taken from the wreck of Padme's ship. Oh, from back in the Phantom Menace, those hyper chromed. Oh, I like also, when they. How can we talk about the um the the whole fixing the ship scene without talking about the BD unit? Yes. Oh, oh yes. My yes. First live action BD unit. So I know good. Disneyland's gonna hop on that and definitely make them life size and viable in the Droid Depot. And I will have Which is funny because like Addison, so Addison, I recently let her play Jedi Fallen Order. Like for the you first, let it was her. one of the first. Well, it's one of the no, no, no. It's one of the first video games she's ever played, and so I was like, "Hey, I, you might like this, right?" So she played it, and she liked it. She liked it a lot. And so when she was watching this episode, she's like, "That's BD from my video game." I was like, "What the <laughs> But yeah, she was super excited. That's adorable. And so yeah, I was pretty pumped to see BD. That was cool. Okay, that little rat that grabbed her and like was dragging her like a horror scene. What the hell was that? I think I think she was faking some of that to get the to get the pit droids to help her because they were being such little wimps. I think oh, I know that too. They, those pit droids have so much emotions. They're such like, babies. <laughs> they, they crack me up. So for the first time we ever see a pit droid, they're idiots. And then now they're wimps. It's like, wow, these pit droids are not useful whatsoever. I just broke like, them on the nose. Just on the nose. When Mando walked in, they were immediately like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> hey, say hi. Is. Say hi yeah. to him. And they're all like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're in um, for our Honestly... It, but with the whole muscle thing, them hiring him for muscle, if if Boba Fett really wants some help, all he needs to do is have his group of teenage people on their mopeds just go to this lady and have their mopeds tuned up because that would be <laughs> nine day difference with how fast they were going. Well, especially with those N1, the, the way she did the N1 Starfighter and have the Jawas like rob super fast parts like that and enhance the, yeah. yeah, like it was crazy. Okay, this seems like a great place to hear from today's sponsor. Do you want to live in a galaxy that is safe and secure? A galaxy free of war and tyranny? A truly free galaxy? Then enlist in the Empire's Armed Force. You will get to travel the galaxy, see amazing worlds, meet different species, get the training you need to be a positive member of galactic society. All you have to do is go down to your local recruitment office and sign up. The Empire needs people like you. This message was approved by Emperor Palpatine. None of the statements above are true and the Empire takes no responsibility if you are killed during an occupation of a planet to enslave its people and conquer its inhabitants. Join at your own risk. 
that really long part that he, that Mando was given, not only is it what Luke used to prop the trash compactor doors open back all the way back in A New Hope, it is also the singular part that Qui-Gon Jinn was looking for when the ship broke in The Phantom Menace. So if he'd have gone to the Jawas, none of this would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So no Anakin, no Darth Vader, no, no, no Darth Anakin, Side. No Darth Vader, no Qui-Gon Death, nothing. No, no Chosen One, no Midichlorians. A peaceful life. That's a hell of a what if. What if Qui-Gon went to the Jawas instead of... Yeah, what if Qui-Gon... That, that can be Saturday's what if. There you go, Kyle. You <laughs> already yeah, All he would have had to do was trade R2, and that mm -hmm. would have been Ouch. fine. Ouch. So, speaking of droid cameos, did anybody spot R4 from A New five. Hope? R5? R5, R5. Yeah, with his oh. motivator. Yeah, and you can see wow. where it had like blown out and like went. Yeah, I pointed it out. We were sitting there on the couch, and I'm like, "That's R five. Do you see the oil like the dripping yeah. off of his head?" And she's like, "Yes, I see it, babe." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm a little excited. My bad." It's like I also I thought you Kyle might agree with this. Um, I think this episode was a really good example of how to correctly utilize flashbacks yeah. and have them add to the story and benefit to the narrative rather than become something slow and something trudgy and something you just want to get to the end of it. Well, and really it's something that can explain as a story goes along instead of just jumping back to this, this flashback that we really don't need. Like, you could have utilized that time period in the episode to give us more of Boba Fett instead of more of what we already all know. I mean, we know he escaped us all. Like, we know that the Sand people helped him. We know that he, he did this. We know we, we know this stuff. We know that he shot Bib Fortuna. You don't need a flashback of that. We know that. We've seen that in the, in the Mandalorian, so we don't need to see it again. This one was very... One of the best parts of the whole series was there's like this the part where he's like walking and he's limping and it goes to the elevator and he gets in there with the elevator and then he walks out. They do not transition on that part at all. They do not change cameras. One consistent thing. It really it puts you inside of the moment and it, it it just made you feel so good. Like you were part of the episode. That's something that the other episodes were lacking. There was just there was just no they, they had weird cuts and it just didn't not make it fun to watch this was like fun it was like immersive like you was in the episode with Mando and you were there with him as he was doing and going through the different things that he was doing it, it just made for so I much honestly, better episode I honestly feel like Bryce Dallas Howard should have just been solely in control of directing it all we've seen what she's done we the last two episodes that she's done have been great well, a lot of that got to go. Right, and everything looks like the visuals. She's great fight scenes. Just everything that she's produced in the last two episodes she's done with the book of Boba Fett have been yeah, amazing. The uh, the the very very talented. I don't. You know, this is the thing. Most of the time, when somebody is in the process of filming something, they have a shot list. And the shot list is based on whatever's been written down. Most time when a writer of a script writes down something, they writing it down in a point of this is how it'll be shot. So a lot of that got to go to John because John wrote the episode. So when you're looking at it, she just came in and fulfilled the position of what John written, wrote down. She just did what, you know, how it fit together. And she did an excellent job of doing it. The, the, the whole graphics and everything were good. We didn't have no, like, cheap crap 
stuffed animal that they used in the last episode. Leave the panther you know, alone. We didn't have none of that. I mean, it was all good. The CGI looked really good. The backgrounds looked really good. Everything about the visuals and the music and everything that happened in this episode was just I mean, it was it was so good. I'm not gonna say it's flawless. I'm, I kind of wanted to say that, but it's not really flawless because there was there was probably something in there, but you didn't notice it as much because of everything being so well done and the storyline. The storyline kept you immersed in the re, into the, the episode. The fighting and everything was going on, and it just transitioned from one thing to the next, and the story flowed. For this, to like that's why I named this the thriller in the filler because it's a filler episode, but it was something that just it was captivating. It just it, there was so much thrill involved in it. And it was just like, this is great. This this is what I wanted Boba Fett to be about. It just sucked that Boba Fett ain't in this one. You know, it was like, y'all could at least put him in there somewhere. You know, it's it's his show. And you ain't ever seen a Mandalorian, any episode of the Mandalorian, if the Mandalorian wasn't in the show. It's like, it's like they're intentionally destroying Boba Fett for a reason. And they're trying to make... Like, maybe that they're trying to make the Mandalorian, because this is their new baby, look so much better than <laughs> Boba Fett. Like, we don't really care about Boba Fett. We're just giving you guys something because you guys wanted something to watch and you kept complaining that we wasn't coming out with anything new. So here you go. And But the Mandalorian is still the best type of situation. Uh, well, they're trying I, to kill everything that George Lucas made. Well, how I felt about it is the fact that like I said in the group chat earlier, and Garrison agreed with me, I felt like this was literally filmed during season two and yeah. it just didn't make the cut because this right here could have been the ending episode of season two. Uh, I don't and think it could have led, in, led into the book of Boba Fett. It would have been perfect because we wouldn't have to have that many flashbacks. We wouldn't have had to have all these like, oh, we need to hire Mando. I think if we, we would have let off with that and then you see like it flashes back into him sh shooting Bib Fortuna and it kind of gives all of us that lead, it would have made more sense. Instead of just throwing that filler in there, I think, you know, instead of, hey, you know, we need this episode to kind of like spark excitement, but it's going to make every episode we've just done look like crap. <laughs> there you go. I am. Um... But, but it. Sorry, go ahead, Charlie. Right, I um, I love Sydney's point. Uh, was this episode what the cast were referencing when they said they couldn't tell when Mando finished filming a book of Boba Fett had started? I think this might be. I think it that. would have to be. And yeah. I think this was it because remember when Mignaw said I couldn't, yeah. I didn't even know we were filming Book of Boba Fett. Like this might have been one of those episodes that didn't make that cut, like I said, and then boom. <laughs> this is one of those. Me though. This was one of those situations to me where I don't agree with you really on that CJ that they should have used this for the last episode. I think that the last episode with Lou Skywalker and then Boba Fett turning around and, and shooting, that was a perfect lead in. But I think that they might, this would have been a good episode to start the series. The Book of Boba Fett series, because this would have captivated. You didn't even have to see mm. Boba Fett, and it yeah. captivated you. And then it would have drawn us in. I think the rest of the episodes would have been better just because we've seen this episode. You know, watching this episode, we'd have been like, and then we'd have been watching, we would have been more anticipating the buildup of nice. what's going to happen instead of them dropping these boring, slow Book of Boba Fett 
episodes that they've put out and then dropping this episode like at the end and like you said in the chat earlier CJ I don't see like how are they gonna ram they, we got literally two more episodes and they're gonna ram so much in these two episodes that I think is and, and this is just my personal opinion that I think it's gonna cause it to feel clunky it's gonna really I mean that's you're a gonna, lot you're of stuff you have to leave it on a cliffhanger and give us a season two or you're going to cram, you know, you're going to cram pack everything into this and you're going to make it look terrible. I honestly, if I was them, I would cut it. I would literally make it a cliffhanger and come out with a season two and make it like a five episode season two where we get that big old freaking build up for the fight scene. You get more action from Boba Fett. You get more action with Boba Fett and Mando and Fennec together again. I think it would it would rebuild that everybody's self doubt with Boba Fett itself. But well, my only thing, that. my only thing, if they leave it a cliffhanger, then this entire season is going to be kind of a bust because nothing would have happened at all. If if they leave without anything happening in the season, right? That might be the smart move story wise, but everyone will just be like, that was it. Well, this whole season was kind of a waste of time if nothing really think, happened. Honestly, I think they might be leaving us. I think that they will live us in a cliffhanger because I, I, I have this really big feeling that they're going to have a season two. But I think what is going to go is the cliffhanger on the very end is going to be like a big drop, like Ahsoka and Luke show up or something like that or some new character like Mace or somebody shows up at the end of this and everybody's like you know they're about to get ready to it fight kind of like kind of like a, the last jedi kind of you know with somebody just shows up and then you know everybody's like <gasps> you know type of thing like with luke just showing up and everybody's like oh man luke just popped up at the end like oh and then if they leave us like that and then we go into a season two i think it'll work but they're gonna have to do some they're gonna have to they're gonna have to really work hard on these last two episodes to for it to compete against this episode this episode and, was great and that's what kind of confuses me like we've had we've had some not great episodes and then this one came out and it, it like blew the other ones out of the water so i'm just like where's the disconnect like they, we they obviously have the potential to make great episodes mm -hmm. as we saw from this last one so where's that been this whole time and is it going to be in the next two episodes? well i think it was just a build-up Honestly, I just think it they're just building up and they're going to build us up and get get our anticipation. They got this episode. And everybody's like, oh, I mean, it's just everybody's talking about how good this episode is and all the chats and all, you know, everything, discords and everything that I looked at today. They everybody just saying that this is a great episode. And it was, you know, we watched it. We're all like, wow, you know, but then you get at the end, you get like Ahsoka and Luke showing up together. That draws Luke into the Ahsoka series and leads us into the Ahsoka series. You know, so it's like, all right, so what's going on? You know, how's all the now all three of the series, Mando, Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka are all mixed together because Ahsoka and Mando's already mixed together. Now you bring her in or, you know, whatever the situation is, bring Luke in. Then that's how Luke and Ahsoka meet. It draws everybody into that. Then they leave it alone. They go into whatever the next series is. Ahsoka's coming out. Or even Obi-Wan showing up. That would, like, blow the minds out of everybody if Obi-Wan showed up and leads into the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It would have to be a Force ghost. It would literally have to be a Force ghost. Yeah, um, but it could be a Force ghost. That would be Because crazy. that, you know what I'm saying, with her talking to Mando, like, he might have Force abilities. So that could draw in, you know, Obi-Wan into the series or whatever the situation may be to lead into. They're, they got something planned. 
I just don't know what it is, and it's kind of scary because it's like, all right, what are y'all going to do with these last two episodes? Because it's going to take a lot to beat this episode or even to compete or put it in the same thing. You can't go back to that other crap after putting this out. You got to bring something out that's going to just wow the fans. Or like Garrison said, we're all going to be like, what the hell was the point of that? (laughs) Y'all could have just dropped that one episode and called it Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian, the return of the Mandalorian, like you named the episode, the way this and it would have been great. Looked, the way this episode looked in my eyes, like I was either thinking the end of the season or like while we're waiting for everything to be built and, you know, we're getting like the story for Boba Fett. It's kind of just like a random drop episode. Mm. Like they did this to kind of like intrigue us for Book of Boba Fett. Because we, we, we were sitting there with that whole, he shot Bib Fortuna, he's got the throne, what's going to happen? And then he like, gave us this like halfway through. That was my mental thought. It was like, that would be a good way to do it. Or some. this is what we get. Um, some information that might lend itself to Luke appearing. Um, the, uh, the younger of the two X-Wing pilots who pulled Mando over um, is the, the body double for Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian right. Season 2. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible. Also, a lot of this series or a lot of this episode appears to have been shot on the volume. So what is called the big... Yeah. The, um, the, the big, yeah, the big so TV. If, yeah, the big TV. Mm-hmm. If, he's, if he's there and available, it makes it much easier for them to go, you know what, we'll just do a couple of scenes with Luke while you're here. Uh, uh, but... Uh... Can I hit on what Nick said in the chat real quick? Yeah, he yeah, said that it feels like people, it feels like people could technically skip this episode and it not change Book of Boba Fett. I think that's kind of true. This episode kind of had nothing to do with the rest of the Book of Boba Fett. Like you could honestly skip it and you wouldn't really miss a whole lot. Yeah, this you'd have more to just watch the ending when Finnick right. comes up to him and that's it. Exactly. You wouldn't even have Which to watch kinda, that because he could just be there. Yeah. Like he Which just came to leaves. he just came to visit Bob all oh, you need some help. It, you know, cuz yeah. you guarantee in the next in the next scene or in the next episode Mandalorian has to come to to where Boba Fett is at. So when they come up he's you know they they could start off right there with them shaking or hugging or whatever they do. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you type thing. You know, that's all they could start with that and we would all be like and we could completely skip this episode and never even miss out on anything other than it's a great episode. If somebody skips this episode, right. they're not very smart. This is a great episode. Which, but it this did not tie into it tied into more of like Mandalorian season three than it did the book of Boba Fett until the very end when Phoenix shows. Yeah. A hundred percent. I I don't know. I just keep thinking, why would they do that? did they know that the previous episodes weren't that good and so they needed a really good one? Or was it more like, are are the two like storylines going to completely intersect and kind of become one show? Like, I, I don't know. I just, it doesn't like, I'm so grateful for it, but it doesn't really seem to fit. I'm so grateful, but very suspicious. The one thing, yeah, the one exactly. Thing Great me, way to put it. The one thing that got me was when Din was like, it's on the house. Like, I'll help him out no matter what. I don't, I don't know if everybody caught that moment. Like yeah. he literally Fennec mm-hmm. threw him the threw him the credits and then he, he's just like nah I got him he helped me get Grogu I got him like, yeah and that's just kind of like the repaying of the debt thing yeah. you know it's just like okay I got him I'll come help just because I really ain't got nothing else other to do to right now because I can't redeem myself on a planet I've kind of been exiled destroyed. you know um, my way of life is a lie now <laughs> everything, everything I've lived has been lies. I and agree. That's the, 
I wonder if Mandalorian 3 is going to be him going to try to redeem himself or is it going to go to him going to help Luke type thing, you know, going to see Grogu and not caring about it and saying, you know, Mandalore is more than just, you know, not this is the way, you know, I can't show my face like now a whole bunch of people don't see my face so it really doesn't matter. Well, that and think about it, you got Bo-Katan, you got the Night Owls, you got Boba Fett. You got all, and he's gonna run into more Mandalorians if he goes to uh, Concord Dawn. You know for a fact the people that are on Concord Dawn because the planet's not you know destroyed, all those people are gonna have their helmets off too. Anybody that's wearing the Crusader armor, so he's gonna realize that what he was taught and what he grew up in was not the true Mandalorian ways that they used to be. Well, he's kind of been taught that already in season two when you know he was there with Bo-Katan. They're like, oh, he's one of those. Like, kind of, like, putting him down. Like, he's like, wait, 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 hold up, wait a minute, what? what, what what's going on? Well, but the way she explains it, the way the Forger explains it, though, is like, you know, they lost their way because they tried to be these peaceful people, and we noticed the team was all against war and all that stuff. So through the, um, through the Clone Wars, you know, she was against that. She was against war and everything. And then Bo-Katan, after Satine got killed, Bo-Katan got the Darksaber. When um, Satine, uh, Sabine gave it to her so she could control it, and she lost that. Then the Empire destroyed their entire planet. You know, so it's like, it's crazy in the different directions that they could take the Mandalorian. But I just don't see where it, it ties in as much with Boba Fett. Less, less they, less they're gonna go a little bit more leaning towards the books, and Boba Fett at one point or another becomes the Mandalore. Son. Now he's just not a crime syndicate lord. True. He's the, the he's, he pulling, he's pulling a Darth Maul. That's how I'm gonna put it. He's pulling a Darth Maul from the Darth Maul. Well, you think about it. He made the crime syndicate. He became a boss. And then he did all that stuff for Mandalore to get the Darksaber. He killed Pre Vizsla and became the ruler of Mandalore. Do you think Boba Fett's going to do that same thing where he builds up enough, goes into Mandalore, stages all the same things that Maul did, defeats whoever's got the Darksaber and becomes Mandalore? I think that would be a cop-out. I think that'd be a repetitive mm. thing. I don't want to see that. I don't think anyone I don't, wants I don't to see either, that. But I think... Finn has the Darksaber, so he would... Well, think about it. Din's not going to hold on to that for a long. He does not want to be Mandalore. I he doesn't. They and they kind of explain it in the episode. That's why he can't control it because he he's not. But it could but, go the other way. Like that would be a good tie-in if Luke showed up at the end and was like, you know, you got this dark saber. Let's let's kind of to be actually for him for, to train like, him. So for Boba Fett to actually get it, he's got to win it by combat. Yeah, mm-hmm. they talked about that earlier. So either Din's got to lose it or Din's got to step up and do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would really love to see them bring the Mask of Mandalore in. I just want to see what it looks like. I think that that would be dope how they would design it because it doesn't, I mean, in Revan, it doesn't really describe what it looks like. Like none of the books that I, that I can recall reading or listening to, I can recall them ever describing. I want to see what it kind of looks like now. I'm kind of the in one of those. That was, the only thing that was ever stated about the helmet is the T-Visor. That was about it. It had that traditional T-Visor that all the Mandalorians have. That's the only thing it gave out that I couldn't remember from any now, of the history that I've listened to. And now in comics, it could have been shown differently, you know, or something like that. But I don't read the comics, so I don't know. Um, maybe I should start reading the comics. But I think. Uh, go ahead. 
I'm so sorry. I was just going to ask. I wanted to know how how many baby Yodas do we give this episode out of ten this week? <laughs> <laughs> Go first, babe. Go first, baby Yodas. Ah. <laughs> I put her on the spot. Yes. You can't put her on the spot like that. My mind was on another topic in my head. Well, not. I'm so my sorry. Mind was on different things. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's just quickly change that. <laughs> what was the topic then? Pull it up. So, kind of going back to the redemption and everything of Mando. So basically, like he's been kicked out. He's been exiled. No, you showed your face. How dare you? Shame, shame. Um, but now he's going and working with Boba. What if Boba is the one that kind of helps him be like, no, Ooh. that is actually not what we are as a people. Like, that is not what we believe. That is not the way. Because <laughs> his dad was Mandalore. His dad's got, you know, his dad, if you if we're, they're making that canon. You know, if you look at the Arabish when he pulls it up in season two, you see Jasper Muriel in Arabish, you see Django Fett, and then you see Boba Fett, and you see the years under it of how many, how they have, how long they have the armor. So I, th- the legends wise, I think with Boba getting, you know, being raised for the first 10 years, being taught everything Mandalorian that Django knew, I think that would make sense, honestly. Like, yeah. as much as Grogu is kind of like a anchor almost kind of like being like oh okay now i have to figure out who i am because you know i have this small tiny creature whom i love um and who i have risked my life many many times over for um but he is actually going to be with boba for however long he's going to be with him up until until the pikes at least what if Baby Yoda it. became or Grogu for all y'all politically correct people? <laughs> hey, I say Baby Yoda. My daughter says Baby Yoda. It Everybody says him. Baby Yoda. I don't know why I some Grogu people. He is Baby Yoda. I love, I love Yoda. when he like when Din says it and Grogu just looks up. He's like, huh? Like he, huh? like he. Really what if he became the Mandalore? What if Grogu yes. defeated? Baby Yoda, Yoda becomes the Mandalore. That's that, that explains everything. <laughs> it was really loud. Yes. <laughs> Is that the what if next week? (laughs) (laughs) There will be blue cookies for everybody. I want to know how many baby odors out of 10, because the chat's been very enthusiastic. We've had 100 baby, 11, nine and a half. Garrison. Uh, You're going to hate me, but I like a seven or eight. You know, considering what your track was. It was good, but seven or eight. Yeah. Kyle? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Garrison. I'm, I I give it an eight. I'm an action guy. There was a lot of action in there. I was, I was, it, it just drew me in. Everything about the episode was just pretty well done. There right. was some couple things that I thought could have been done better. Um, there was a couple times that the score came in at the wrong time. It was like, that didn't make no sense. Like, why would you start the music right there? Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. But overall, I think it, it was, it was done very, very good. I think it, they they gonna have a hard time topping this year. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for about a seven and a half and eight be, somewhere right. And before there. the chat comes at us, that is very high for us. Okay, so yeah, that is yeah, very I, good for us. I, for for somebody that's been rating episodes five and like, higher, every, for me being rating everything five and higher, for them to say eight, seven and eight, or eight and eight, I'm that's mm-hmm. great. Just saying. 
CJ and Tori, do you have your scores? I personally love the episode. I'll give it a nine. Nice. I'm at Nate too. I gotta agree. Okay. They're like the music scores, like Kyle pointed out, really kind of threw me. I'm if they would have timed them correctly, it would probably be a nine. Like Garrison says, you can't give it a ten. That's a unicorn. No such thing. Ain't happening. That's fair. I think I would also give it a solid nine baby odors out of ten. It was such a good episode and way more than I was expecting. And also, like Chris pointed out last like we were discussing last week, we got our, our lightsaber ignition of the series. Um May not happen again. <laughs> no, it's going to happen again. Oh, it's going to happen. Series, bro. One gonna series. Happen. I just love how there was no hesitation. Because, like, you know, like, I was really thinking about it. As I watched the episode, like, I watched it. And this is one that I watched it, and I was like, and I watched it again, and it got better. I was like, oh, this is getting so, oh, I love this episode. <laughs> but one of the things is I started, it allowed me to start theorizing. I, I started having like okay now Bo Katan's gonna come now you know this person's gonna come they're setting up for like everybody from Mandalorian to show up everybody did Boba Fett the whole end everybody's there except uh Gina because you know she she screwed that up but that's her fault but bringing in a lot of the characters from Mandalorian to fight against the Pikes because at this point Boba's building his army he has to build up these the, his army to fight these people um, to fight the, the, the Pikes and that's what we're getting and I think next episode we're going to see four or five more people and in the final episode will be the, the, the battle against the Pikes and then or we get left at the cliffhanger with more characters coming in and they bringing in some characters that we might not be expecting to see like Ahsoka or Luke or some of these characters that might not, you know, it just doesn't fit in the story, but they just throw them in there at the very end to make the season finale. Something that's just awesome and just blows you away. Can I just state something real fast? Mm-hmm. He tried to use his religion as an exempt of why he can can hold on to his weapons on uh, the start. <laughs> he did, just, he did. I, 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 I just <laughs> remembered that. I forgot to pull that up. He literally is like, I'm a Mandalorian. It's a part of my, <laughs> my religion. <laughs> All right. Detroit's like, well, we can talk to my supervisor. You can fly out tomorrow. <laughs> hey, hey, try to use that next time you go through TSA and try to bring like yeah, a knife or something. Yeah. Probably not going to work, eh? <laughs> I love how he looked at the droid. He's like, I know everything that's in there. It's like, he just walked up. He was like, I, yes. I ain't mad. Everybody feels they have said their piece. Everybody is is done with their points and their discussions. I'm guessing it might possibly be time to wrap up because it is nearly 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> oh, you're punking out. Oh. I am. Oh, I am. I'm weak. I'm weak. Um, it's like 2 in the morning for I I would not win the dark saber. I am weak. Um, <laughs> I still don't. This, I mean, I just th- that part just kind of irritates me. It just really does. Oh, how he was just started. he was swinging it. That thing looked like it was bricks on the end of. He was like, oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, that was so when funny. Isla had it in his hand. That big old freaking Mandalorian had it in his hand. He was even struggling. I was like, I right, so. <laughs> It like kind of back to my point here. Dragging it on the yeah, ground. Yeah, I love the drag though. I thought that was part of it. I thought, yeah, he's dragging and he's about to show what's up. No, he's struggling. He's straight struggling with it. 
I have had a fantastic episode. This has been such a good one to discuss. There's been so many theories, so many juicy bits, so much to dig our teeth into. It has been absolutely fantastic. Tori, thank you so much for joining us. You've been a delight. I hope you come back again. Yes, you are more than welcome. Anytime you want to, just let us know, man. You can come back. Anyone. Just punch CJ in the neck, say, hey, I'm going to take over your whole spot. You, hell, you hell no, you are not taking over my spot. <laughs> gave me permission. Yeah, I worked hard for this. And I just showed up. Yeah, I know. You just walked up. Hey, and but you can't be agreeing with every everything CJ says. You know, I know well, it's I, I know it's about the man Delorean, but you know you can't be just agreeing with him just because he's a man. Or your man. I disagree with him. She runs. What you talking about? Cause she runs the house. I don't get a say. <laughs> well, that's I in any say relationship. That on life. She that's, runs it. That's most relationships. True. That's most relationships because my my wife runs everything. I don't I don't have a say so. I don't get a say so. It's like, babe, what do you want to do? Yep. To all of our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for joining us this week. You can catch us again on Saturday for our regular weekend shows. Catch us again on Wednesday next week for another discussion of Book of Boba Fett. It has been wonderful to see everybody here. Thank you for keeping the chat bouncing. It has been amazing. As always, see everybody next week. Be kind. Be safe. And this is the way. Yes, this is the way. It is on my back. This yeah, is it is on way. your back. You're wearing my flannel. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you for tuning into LSR. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to be a guest on the show or just want to give us some feedback, feel free to email us. You can also reach out to us on all major social media platforms. They're linked in the show notes below. Lightsaber Radio is produced by Pick Film Media and is a Sway cast original, starring Charlie Harwood, Garrison Turcott, CJ Elliott, and Carl McDaniel. And don't forget to join us next time for more adventures in a galaxy far, far away.